Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, October the 25th. And welcome to our commentary. I guess we begin today with the news. It just happened in the last two or three hours that we have a new speaker of the House. Uh, his name is uh, Tim Johnson from Louisiana. He's been in the Congress, I think, about five or six years. I honestly didn't know much about him, although I will say that a couple of times during some of the hearings in the House, I always thought he would ask some very good questions, like the time he was asking some questions of the FBI director or Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, I thought he asked uh, some good questions. They were direct. They were good questions, relevant questions uh, to the topics either of the border or individual freedom. So I was impressed with him, but I never thought that he would be even considered for speaker. I just didn't think he had a lot of experience. So I went along with it. I support it. I, I think he's going to be okay. I had a chance to listen to his speech today, and he spoke very well. I thought he addressed a lot of issues of concern to, to me as a Republican and, and to the nation, I'm sure. So let's just hope that it all works out. Uh, he will begin, I guess, uh, they're going to have to do a resolution in support of Israel. I think that's what we're going to do today. And then they got to start working on the budgets and some of the other things that are pending. And that's where I think we'll see an opportunity for, for him to really shine. Now, some of the criticism that we have heard from uh, people in the media is that he doesn't have a lot of experience, meaning he's not that well known in the Senate or at the White House or whatever. That's not necessarily a problem. Uh, I mean, I don't see why that would be a problem. I'm sure they will receive him as the Speaker of the House and, and go from there. But one of the things that I think he does well is express himself. And I believe that's extremely important in forwarding the agenda. You have to be able to explain the agenda and you have to be able to explain yourself. And that's something that that I believe he's going to do quite well. So let me let me say I'm happy. I'm happy that we have a speaker. I think it's about time. I never thought getting rid of McCarthy was a priority, but it's history now, and we now have a speaker, and I think the Republicans should stand behind him. And something should be done so that in the future, if you're going to replace the speaker, you should have at least the majority of the vote of the Republican side. I mean, this idea that you can replace the speaker with seven or eight people, I, I just think that's pretty crazy, uh, just as a practical matter. So let's give Mr. Johnson or Speaker Johnson an opportunity to do his job. I think he's going to end up being okay. I just have a good feeling about him. I have a good feeling about him. And we'll see where we go from here. There are some big issues pending, as everybody knows. One of the biggest ones, of course, is the resolution, this continuing resolution that uh, was passed, uh, whatever it was, a couple months ago, to keep the government running. I think that's coming up pretty soon. And there are other issues, too, that have to be have to be resolved. But the continuing resolution, the one about keeping the government running, that's coming up pretty soon. And that's the has to be addressed uh, as soon as uh, as soon as possible. I have a post over at the American Thinker today. I'll invite you to take a look at it. And that is a post about the upcoming Mexico elections. Mexico is going to have elections in July of next year, and they will have a new president by September of next year. Now, in, in Mexico, they 
very unique situation this year because the two candidates, the two primary candidates, not the only two, but the two primary candidates who are probably going to end up getting between them 90% of the vote are both a couple of women, which is historic to have two women running for, for president in Mexico. So the next president of Mexico is going to be a woman. And that's historic uh, by itself. The two ladies come from different political camps. Uh, one of them is a senator who represents the opposition. She comes more from a conservative, the conservative side. And then there's the former mayor of New York City, of, of New York City, of Mexico City, who represents uh, the incumbent government or Lopez uh, Lopez Obrador. And you know, we'll, we'll see what these two ladies have to say. As I write in my post, the number one issue in Mexico is insecurity. That's what everybody's talking about. Uh, there are other issues, always the economy and all of that. But the number one issue is insecurity and what is happening uh, in the country, the violence that is spreading through the country, the out of control sense that a lot of Mexicans feel about violence and insecurity. And one of these two ladies is going to have to come up with a program that will persuade the Mexican people that they are serious about dealing with this problem. Who comes up with that? I don't know. But so far, it's, it's very early, to be honest with you, but so far, uh, neither candidate has really put forward much of a much of an agenda or program. But again, it's early. The, the campaign really won't get started until after the after the first of the year. But it is a contrast. I mean, you clearly have a contrast between a more conservative point of view and a more liberal point of view. So we'll see. We'll see how it it goes. They will be replacing uh, Lopez Obrador, who is a man who I, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to judge how well, how good of a job he's done. He's, uh, he, he engages in a great deal of demagoguery. He's very good in handling the media. He puts down the media actually quite often. And he's, uh, you know, a master of communications. I'll give him that. But how good he's been for the country, I don't know. I don't know. That's hard to tell. But I can tell you this, the economy of Mexico seems to be doing okay. So I think in that respect, he gets high marks. But where I think, where I think he's, uh, he's having a, a problem is uh, with the insecurity in Mexico. And that is where I think a lot, a lot of Mexicans are going to be looking to the new president with a sense of, hey, what are you going to do about this? Because there are parts of Mexico that right now the violence is just totally out of control. I mean, it's totally out of control. You know, there's somebody put out a report the other days that uh, looking at some of the most uh, dangerous cities in the world, and many Mexican cities are on that list. Many Mexican cities are on the list of the most dangerous cities in the world. And that's not something that uh, you want to be bragging about, obviously. So check out my post over at the American Thinker Wednesday morning about Mexico and the upcoming elections. Now, one more thing I'll say about it, and that is that the new Mexican president is going to have a new American president, we believe, of course, if Biden is reelected, then no, it wouldn't be a new one. But nevertheless, uh, probably it won't be Biden reelected in 2024. So I think there's an opportunity there for maybe a new relationship, or at least the opportunity to have a new relationship with Mexico, where we sit down and honestly talk about our mutual problems on the border and with crime elements and uh, and everything else. So we'll see we'll see how that turns out. We'll have more discussions, of course, on the Mexico elections 
in, in future videos, I'll have some guests with us from Mexico who can talk in further detail. But it's an important election, I believe, for Mexico, extremely important uh, election for Mexico, given the mood of the country. Mexicans are angry. Uh, it's not a happy country right now. The country is very polarized also. So whoever the new president is has an opportunity to unite the country or divide the country more. And uh, that's, uh, that's always tough, no matter who the new the new president of uh, the country is. Well, I have a post uh, coming out Thursday morning about the attorney general here in Texas, Greg Abbott, who is, as you know, back on the job. He survived uh, conviction after the impeachment of last summer, but he's back on the job and he's doing, he's starting to do what he does best, which is to go after the, the Biden administration. You may have heard that the Biden administration had some people cutting some fences or some wire that was protecting or protecting entry points into Texas and the, the Biden administration, they started, they ordered people to cut these wires so that people could come in. So the attorney general is suing the Biden administration about that. And I'm not sure where that's going to go, but I certainly hope it goes somewhere because it seems to me that Texas, uh, you know, we're having this problem with the federal government where the federal government will not do its job on the border. So Texas has had to do it. And I think that, you know, this is a case that has to go to the courts. I believe the Supreme Court should rule on whether or not a state can protect itself from, you know, people coming in without any kind of restrictions or any kind of, of uh, you know, order, if you will, to come, into, to come into the country. And I think the Supreme Court should decide. It should either force the, the Biden administration to do, it, to do its job or somehow allow the, the, the states to do their job if the federal government doesn't do theirs. So I think that's going to be a very important point. You know, one of the things, and we're going to talk about this uh, uh, later on, uh, I, I have a couple of guests that I want to bring in talking about what is happening in our colleges. But what is becoming very clear is that the atmosphere in many of our colleges has become very toxic. And it's toxic anti-American toxic pro-radical and it's a it's a very strong left-wing agenda anti-israel to say the least that is being promoted in these colleges and you know we need to take a look at it because who are these students what are they doing here are they do they have student visas i mean if you have a student visa does that allow you to go marching on behalf of hamas i mean there's there's certain things we have to have a conversation about all of this and i know senator rubio uh, wanted to introduce a resolution in the Senate about this. I mean, if you're here with a student visa and you're out there marching on behalf of a terrorist organization, are we supposed to just sit back and do nothing? I don't think so. So I think we need to have that conversation nationwide. But one of the unintended consequences of this terrible tragedy in Israel is that I think we've opened the curtain and we have seen what is going on in these universities and this toxic world that these universities are living in and what they are doing or, or, or training students to think. And I can tell you, they're, they're not training them to think to love the country. They're training them to hate the country, which is a bad thing, a uh, bad thing overall. Just a quick thing on this day in history, back in 1983 or 40 years ago, the United States went into Grenada. That was a small military operation but it turned out to be a very important military operations because what Grenada, Grenada is an island in the Caribbean, and with the help of Cuba, 
they were opening some airports so that the Soviet MiGs would be able to land in the Caribbean and be very close to the Panama Canal. So strategically, it was an important little island there in the Caribbean. And President Reagan went in and stopped it. And we kicked out the little communist government that was developing there. And that was a small military victory, but a significant victory, again, given what Grenada was turning into basically an airport for Soviet uh, for Soviet MiGs who could hit the Panama Canal uh, just because they're much closer to it. So that was a huge victory for freedom back on this day in 1983. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.